On average, for a weekday, uh, Americans spend 6.3 hours per day on email. That's insane, right? Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the Email Marketing Podcast or the Autoresponder Guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. It's John McIntyre here, the Autoresponder Guy. I'm here with Patrick Tripp. Now, uh, Patrick's from Adobe. He works on the email team over there, and I was uh, surprised to get an email a few weeks ago that uh, apparently Adobe wants to get into, obviously start spreading the message about their email marketing products, which... You know, at the time, all I thought they had was, you know, it was PDFs, it was Adobe Photoshop, it was all the usual stuff that we've, you know, pretty much anyone online has probably heard of. But uh, they actually have a suite of, uh, yeah, products that they're helping people with uh, communication, especially email, and email is one of those uh, main channels that they're helping. Now, what they've also done is a whole bunch of research, uh, which we'll get into in a minute, which they've done the research themselves. So I bet there's going to be some interesting data here and, and you know, m- even more importantly, some interesting uh, takeaways that, you know, if you're listening to this, you'll be able to, you know, walk away and implement in your business starting today. So we'll get into that. Patrick, how are you doing, man? Good, John. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's good to have you on. Uh, before we get into some of the research that, uh, that you mentioned you had, can you give the listener a little bit more of a background on, you know, who you are, what you do at Adobe and sort of just like a rough background on like I had no idea, like I was saying, I had no idea that Adobe even had an email marketing thing going on. So yeah, give me the rundown. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, John. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the product marketing organization at Adobe. And, and as you kind of alluded to, uh, the Adobe uh, solution has really evolved over the years. We started with uh, the creative suite and things like Photoshop and Illustrator, and we kind of moved that into the cloud. And there's the Adobe Creative Cloud. And I'm a part of a business now that's the Adobe Marketing Cloud. And uh, that's really focused on businesses and helping marketing and enterprise organizations really address their consumers. Um, and so I, I, you know, I'm one of the, the the product folks from the Adobe Marketing Cloud that works on a solution, Adobe Campaign, and we focus on cross channel marketing, really delivering experiences from online to offline. And email is is a massive part of that that equation. Um, and so we've been delivering email since 2001 as a part of this business. And uh, we're just, you just know, excited about it. And uh, we, we've done some recent research about this. So we're, we're excited about uh, sharing that. Fantastic. So can you tell me a little bit about the sort of person or the sort of company that would be, you know, that Adobe, that the suite, you know, the suite of email products and, that you have, who, who is it really a fit for? What sort of yeah, this is really focused with? on enterprise uh, marketing organizations at large scale companies that are really trying to handle really complex issues. Whether it's understanding, you know, website visitors to creating the right content on their websites to creating those email campaigns that need to be, you know, delivered at scale and, and at personalization, but we do look at uh, some of the more complex, large-scale uh, organizations across industries, whether it's retail, financial services, travel, hospitality, things like that. Hmm. Okay. So, based on that, the competitors or people who are sort of, you know, serving a similar market, is it going to be people like, you know, Salesforce, Pardo, um, Exact Target? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Salesforce, we see quite often. Uh, Oracle's out there doing their marketing cloud thing. We have heard about IBM here and there. Uh, Teradata, there's a number. But uh, as you go into the email world, of course, it's, it's sort of a, a, a unique uh, set of uh, prospects out there. But uh, yeah, we're in that mix completely. Cool, cool. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Tell me about this research. How did, uh, you know, what did you, you know, how did it all start happening? And what was the, yeah, what, what's the result? 
Yeah. So in July of this year, we actually uh, put together a study. We worked with a third party to kind of conduct the study of 400 uh, workers in North America around their use of personal and work email. Um, and so found some really interesting data, so we want to share that. And we combine that data with a research house that we have internally here at Adobe. It's called the Adobe Digital Index. And they analyze you know, billions of transactions and interactions on digital properties on behalf of our consumers and customers. And uh, we've been looking at 17 billion visits coming from email over to uh, around 3,000 websites uh, leveraging our tools. So bringing sort of the the study we did in North America together with this Adobe Digital Index data, we found some uh, really interesting results. Yeah, and I'm happy to get into some of those and, and uh, talk of those at a high level. Uh, but yeah, the one thing I'll say, John, at the top is is really, a, you know, Americans in, in, are addicted to email. This is around <laughs> the clock. This is an obsession, a potentially unhealthy obsession. Yeah. And and we'll talk about the numbers and average time spent and, and things like that um, in the most awkward locations you can imagine. People are, you know, at a high pace uh, looking at their, their emails in the bathroom while they're driving, uh, while they're watching movies, uh, in the most awkward situations, uh, which, you know, we can all relate to at some at some level. Um, and, and a big part of the story as well as we get into the data is millennials and those folks that are kind of between the ages of 18 and 34. Uh, their their uh, activity around email is actually pretty interesting. Uh, we know there's a lot of channels out there, things like you know mobile apps and social and, and mobile devices, but email still does uh, kind of float to the top for for the millennials. Um, and so I think there's some learnings that as email marketers we can think about um, how to better address these millennials out there. Right. So. I mean, the interesting thing here is that people have been saying for years that email marketing or just yeah, email is dead. Email marketing is dead. No one checks their email anymore. Or at the very least, maybe they check their email, but they don't respond to any sort of promotions via email. But, uh, you know, study after study is always, you know, floating around that saying email delivers like a 4,000% ROI. I saw one today, 2,500%. And it's pretty much always uh, above social or above any other channel, which I find fascinating. So where do you think, you know, an interesting thing would probably be where do you think the trend's going? I mean, we'll get into the, the sort of the specific data in a second, but just based on your sort of exposure to this stuff, a lot of people think email, even if it's still effective, it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the volumes of email are still there and brands, I think, have a lot to learn in terms of how they uh, deliver email effectively uh, at scale and, and with personalization. Consumers are, are agitated. They're annoyed. Um, by this. I mean, they're checking it, but there's definitely this love-hate relationship going on. And we'll talk about that in the data. There's specific areas for improvement that consumers, as we all kind of uh, experience, that, that really can be improved around email. Uh, but I think, you know, one of the, the mantras I think about for brands is less is more. And I know some folks may not agree with that, but that's my take on it. Less emails, more, even from the brand standpoint. Let's think of a way to better more calculated, more efficiently, more personalizedly, uh, personalizedly, if I can, is that the word, um, <laughs> deliver uh, these experiences um, to individuals, right? And so it's not about batching and blasting. It's not about getting your email every day from the same brand. Um, it's really about how can we, you know, b- b- follow this concept of less is more. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> tell me about the data. Let's get yeah. into it. Yeah, let's get into the day. So, you know, we, I first kind of teed it up where it's an obsession, at least for Americans. And I would say the back that up, I will say on average uh, for a weekday, uh, Americans spend 6.3 hours per day on email. That's insane, right? And, and that breaks down 
by 3.2 hours in the workplace and about 3.1 in personal space. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just out of control. Um, it, it's a part of our lives. It's, it's, uh, it's a part of our device too. Right. So I think this is, this all trails from that, that mobile device concept as well, where we're all sort of, it's, it's pervasive concept. Nine in 10 of the respondents in the study admitted to checking personal email while at work. Uh, and, and 87% of the respondents said they check work email outside of normal hours, which is, again, I think that's transforming. Uh, you know, sort of the mobile devices are transforming the way we think about the work workplace and the work day. And, and email is, is sort of around the clock. So at, at, at the top level, I think this obsession is, is, is pretty intense. Crazy, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Like I, you know, we all tend to judge everything you know, by our own personal experience. And I, I know for me, because I work online, and I'm pretty much on the computer from oh today was probably six thirty or seven. I'll be on <laughs> I'll be working until probably nine tonight. Obviously right. it breaks during the day. Yeah. But one thing I've had to learn over the last few years is to be really strict about my email. And I even went so far as to outsource my email uh, just about a month or two ago. So I'm generally not even, I'm not really responding to business emails. <laughs> but even then, I still log in every day. My friend. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my friends laughs at me because you know here I've got this you know someone else taking care of my email and I'm still logging yeah. in just to get the buzz or that dopamine kick of email. So it's fascinating yeah. how hard it is to not check it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and some of the data we found plays right off of that, where um, this concept of fear of missing out really um, is why we're sort of obsessed and and, and constantly checking. And nearly a third of the respondents in the study admit to uh, checking email while still in bed. Um, and, uh, we all know that I'm guilty of this personally. Uh, and then it gets even higher with the millennials. So we'll kind of start to carve this out by millennials, but, uh, about half of the, all the millennials, about 45% of the 18 to 34 year old bracket, uh, check their email instantly upon waking up. Um, so this, this, this need to, to just make sure that you're checking and, and ensuring that you're not missing, you know, some major world event or something <laughs> happening, um, through email, then that's a part of it. Um, another interesting aspect that we did ask in the study, um, have you ever imposed uh, a detox program for email? Um, <laughs> and actually 40% have four out of 10, uh, indicated that. And with a pretty high success rate, actually, uh, 87% noted that they had some success with that. And in the average sort of detox program listed across the 400 respondents was five days. So, um, you mean they don't check I've email never, for five days at once. Right, right, right. And, and that seems a little high to me, but, uh, I haven't tried it, but, uh, it might be good for me. See. Yeah, I find, uh, you know, me, I probably have right now I've started, I mean, a lot of this applies to social as well, but I'll, I used to charge my phone beside my bed and I find that whenever I do that, the first thing I do in the morning is pick up the phone. I, yeah, I don't right. usually check email because I've got that habit relatively <laughs> under control. Uh, but, uh, but now what I've done, I, you know, I check Facebook and things like that. So now what I'm doing is I leave it outside in the living room where my desk is. And, uh, and now it means when I wake up, it's, you know, there's nothing to pick up. So I go and have a shower and just relax for half an hour, an hour before yeah. I even check anything. And usually the phone, uh, phone's on flight mode too. So <laughs> for me, that's what I do. And then in the evening, I'm probably not going to, there's no way I'm going to check email after say six or 7 PM, 95% of the time I'd say, cause occasionally I slip up <laughs> like we all do, but I yeah. find that's what works for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. You started to mention the different like locations and things you do throughout the day. And that, that's a good angle on this story as well in terms of uh, where are folks checking email. And as I kind of alluded to in the beginning, it's in some of the most awkward locations <laughs> you can imagine where, you know, 70% of them are checking email while they're watching a movie, uh, 52% while in bed, uh, overall, uh, 50% while on vacation. Um, 
Now, I don't have the breakdown by the work or first personal, but um, I can tell you I turn mine off for work when I'm on vacation for sure. Uh, but um, while on the phone, 43%, uh, 42% while in the bathroom, um, <laughs> and uh, 18% while driving, which is just a whole other issue that you know is causing some problems. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so these, these channels are, are just, uh, really interesting and, and, and it's really a big part of, part of our lives. Um, and so that's the consumer side of things and I can go into a little bit on the business side as well. For sure. Yeah. Um, so email in the workplace, uh, I'll say 47% of folks in the study note that in the next two years, their use of email for work will actually increase. Um, so it's not going away. It's going to continue. And they're kind of embracing that. And 20% say this will actually increase substantially. Um, so, you know, and I know there's a number of other channels now available, whether it's social collaboration platforms and text messaging or instant messaging. Um, but really, uh, email is, is pervasive in the workplace as well. Um, let's see, have millennials have, even more of an email preference um, in the workplace. Um, 45% prefer email as their top channel uh, in, in the workplace. Um, and, and email is popular in the workplace. It's, it's efficient, right? It's efficient. It's, it's, it's sort of the workplace norm still. And in, in many cases, you have to, to operate on this channel. Hmm, it's interesting. I've, you know, what's interesting here is I've been noticing Facebook. You watch their, how their message system evolves, which I've been... Uh, you know, looking at it, it's, much, it's becoming much more like email, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. You go in there and like I'm using Facebook, at least for my personal stuff. Like I'd yes. be getting, you know, some days it's only, you know, one or two messages. Other days it might be 10 or 20 throughout the course of the day where I'm spending, yeah. I mean, the same, it's basically the same thing as email, the same concepts mm-hmm. where I'm sending, you know, messaging back and forth. It's probably a little bit more instant on Facebook the way it's all set up. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, I mean, part of this, part of one of the fascinating things about this is just sort of the trend of culture, and you know, and and the mm-hmm. way life is evolving and changing with technology, uh, to mm-hmm. the point where you know we're always online, no matter right. where. Like when we're in the bathroom, when we're in bed, right. when we're driving. So right. it's a fascinating sort of cultural shift, as well as you know, just you know, interesting from a business standpoint as well. Yeah. So what Absolutely. else? What other uh, what other stats do you have? Was that all of it? Yeah, so so that was interesting in the workplace. Not necessarily surprising, but when you look at millennials, it gets it gets interesting as well. We look at that group of folks that are between the ages of eighteen and thirty four, younger folks, kind of next generation of influencers out there. Eighty eight percent of them report regularly using a smartphone for email. Seventy six percent of them are leveraging email on a desktop or a laptop. Twenty nine percent on a tablet. And 7% using a smart watch. Now, wow. you know, despite some of the mixed results of the Apple Watch, I feel like, you know, every millennial that I work in and around, at least at Adobe, I've seen a lot of these devices on people's wrists. Uh, they're checking their email. They're getting notifications. So uh, the smart watch is something to keep an eye on as well. 7%. I mean, that's still, that's yeah. impressive. That's one in t- more than one in 20 people is checking their email right. from their watch. Right, right. And that could be quite a uh, distraction as it kind of pops up and you're constantly looking down as you're trying to multitask and, and things. You can't <laughs> reply to it either. Like, you know, you got to watch. Yeah. You can probably check it and read it. And then your mind just, like, this is why I, I hate it. You know, a couple nights ago, I was out with a, I was out with a girl, went yeah. to the movies. And, you know, it was this nice, relaxing evening, got some food, got, a, you know, yeah. got some drinks for the movies and sat yeah. down. And, and then I was like, oh, hang on, let me just check my email for a second. <laughs> Check my email. I had an email from a client that needed a response, and then all of a sudden the brain just fires up. The engine just goes, right. and I couldn't right. stop. 
uh, thinking about it for the next, you know, for the whole time we're at the movies. And so for me, yeah. I, you know, if I had a watch like that, I'd be like, no way would I be checking email on it. Yeah, so. yeah. There's definitely an early adopter culture there, but but I, I wish we had sort of been able to measure blood pressure and other things because I, I kind of completely can feel for you there in terms of when you're getting in, in, inundated with work stuff and emails and, and, and you just start to get engaged in that and that can raise your tension levels and imagine having that at your risk kind of popping in your face uh, constantly. That could yeah. be uh, pretty, pretty intense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you know some of the overall takeaways of the study, and you know we can make that available to folks if they're interested. But um, you know, email leads the way as a preferred method of communication with brands, and, and I think that aligns pretty well to what we all expect. And, and, and uh, from the business side, of course, to your point around the the return on investment in the thousands of percentages, um, we see that as well. We see a number that's um, thirty nine dollars for every dollar spent. Um, is the return that we see? Uh, it's a staff from the Direct Marketing Association, yeah. and and so still the preferred channel, still the kind of tried and true, the workhorse, so to speak, of uh, particularly the commercial side of things, um, of how we communicate, um, sort of the norm. Um, but the, the, we, I kind of alluded to earlier about consumers and their preferences around email. Well, actually, twenty eight percent are annoyed by having to scroll too much to read an entire email. Um, that's something we can probably all relate to. Uh, next biggest annoyance was that 24% noted that the layout is not optimized for mobile devices. So this concept of responsive design and, and being able to adapt to the different form factors uh, can be sort of a distraction and annoyance to, to consumers. And another one uh, that pops is 21% of folks noted that they're uh, annoyed with having to wait for images to load or download uh, while you're looking at an email. We've all been in that experience where you have these brackets and they're, they're sort of meant to be images and, and offers and things that are just haven't loaded yet, and that could be uh, have an impact um, on individuals. So, you know, little annoyances here and there uh, about the consumer experience. 39% of the consumers in the study noted that they want to see fewer emails and fewer repetitive emails and, and from brands and and, and in like less intrusive, 32% noted that they want it to be less intrusive. So uh, that's interesting. That gets to kind of what I mentioned earlier on around this wanting to kind of move towards a less is more philosophy. And I know there are email marketers out there, you know, stopping their feet saying, listen, this is a numbers game. This is a, a volume-based uh, business where you're just playing the numbers. But I think what folks tend to forget is that there's a long tail, right? And there's a diminishing return that happens uh, quite quite quickly, actually, um, where up front, yeah, you might be able, be able to get some extra conversions by, by as a marketer, as an email marketer, uh, you know, delivering more volume, but you start to fatigue, you start to wear down your consumer, you start to annoy them in a lot of different ways. So uh, we see that sentiment kind of, you know, bearing its ugly head in, in some of this data. And, and so I think, you know, that's a big opportunity, right? And, and some other data we actually collected not too long ago, of email marketers, which kind of takes a different angle on this and says, you know, what are your struggles? We, we did a study of uh, 220 email marketers not too long ago. And we're putting together some benchmark uh, information on that right now, trying to categorize them in, in different levels of maturity. But um, in terms of personalization, they struggle. Um, I would say 37% of them uh, sort of strongly believe that they don't have the ability to uh, deeply personalize their email content and leverage customer data. Um, so it's very superficial, right? It's very sort of hello name, hello. I know some real basic things about you. I'm not able to pull in purchase history or not to pull in contextual information that might be more helpful than sort of just blatant, you know, selling to to broad audiences. So 
Um, when you look at it from the, the email marketer standpoint, I think uh, it's, it's also an interesting rub. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's flip yeah. the table then. So we looked at the research. What are you? I mean, what are you guys doing differently? How do you? What suggestions do you have for businesses? You know, small and large. So you know, from you know, small-time entrepreneurs all the way up to you know, the enterprise level. What what do people? What do businesses need to do differently uh, to you know to make the most of email in 2015 and you know moving forwards? Yeah, really. And I think um, there's a lot there, and I think it, it does revolve quite a bit around data and how you kind of manage the data and the profile of your customer and, and not just sort of cutting lists, right? Cutting lists and sort of cranking those out. And, and so we all know that, well, most of us only have one email for work, but in the personal side of things, I know I have multiple different uh, emails personally. And, uh, and so how do we maintain that sort of individual view? Um, yeah, I might have three emails, but I don't want to receive three strands of communications from the same brand or from very similar efforts. So how, how can we as marketers think about ways to kind of bring those different email identities together, the different sort of touch points and kind of look at that as a single person, as a single profile? Um, and so that's a good opportunity for us as marketers. And it's not as hard as, as it seems. It, there, there's a lot of automation that you can do there with, with some technology and, and you know, uh, that allows you to kind of say, Hey, here's what we're doing for email, but let's make sure that that's coordinated with what we're doing with direct mail, or what we're doing with what we're sending out mobile app pushes, or if we're looking at social. We, there's a way to kind of ensure that you know you're not doing you know everything to everybody all the time, and that you're only sending messages and, and channels that matter. So you know that that kind of brings you you know the, the data concept, understanding the individual and not the list, and not just the email address, but the person. And, and again, less is more. It's, it's really about uh, more effective, more targeted communication and, and not about batching and blasting in, in our opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, I definitely agree with that there. There's so much, you know, like a classic, uh, the classic email marketing is just blast out emails all the time. Uh, whether you're, you know, no matter what you're selling, it's just, you know, get mm -hmm. people onto a list and then just send these, you know, big broadcasts, which just go to everyone. But the, I think what businesses, a lot of businesses don't understand now mm -hmm. is that there's all sorts of software solutions, you know, up and, you know, all the way up and down the, uh, you know, the price spectrum, which can help you do all sorts of behavioral targeting. Um, and, you know, just get extremely targeted about, you know, what you're sending out. So instead of people just getting these big blasts, they're getting, uh, you know, promotions and content that's specifically tailored to, you know, what they're interested in, how they've interacted with the website, with the app, however you want to do it. Uh, and then, the, you know, you can just do that with the website and the email. But I think what you, so part of what you talked about, I've seen people doing this too, is you can get these, you know, all-in-one platforms uh, where, like you mentioned, you can start doing this segmenting with, you know, all across the board. So based on direct mail and based on their apps they're using and based just everything. And uh, it can get quite complex. But it's also, I think, extremely valuable too for the people who get on board with it. So. Yeah, we, we completely agree. And, and you know, a lot of the uh, email providers out there are talking about cross-channel. And uh, from the Adobe standpoint, you know, we've been cross-channel since our inception. Uh, we were Neilane back in the 2001. It was a French company that was very focused in on on uh, you know, digital, like email, text messaging, uh, social, and so you know, cross-channel has always been a thing for us. And, and for us, it's just saying let's let's think of email as the centerpiece or the glue to this cross-channel construct. And um, you know, what? email can also be a good mechanism to collect more preferences and information about individuals. So it's not about selling, but it's about, hey, we'd like to learn more about you, John. We'd like to kind of understand you better as, a, as like a person and, and your preferences. And then if you can provide those things to us, we can take those into the system and ensure that like all the content that we deliver to you 
is is extremely relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we're uh, just coming up on time right now. So uh, before we go, though, can you give you know give me the you know give me and the listener a bit of, more of a background on or give me an idea of what you guys exactly what you guys do, what the solutions like, and yeah. uh, where people can go to learn more information about uh, the solution you know you guys offer, and also probably just to get more information about it if you guys have a blog or resources that you have on offer. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, you can go to Adobe.com/campaign. And that is really the, the, the story of our cross-channel marketing solution, including email. And we call it contextual email because we really care about uh, being more, more than just, a, again, a, a static batch and blast type tool. More about, hey, what's the weather? Where are you located? How can we use all these types of data points to, to better engage? But yeah, adobe.com slash campaign. Uh, you'll learn there more about uh, the solution as well as the Adobe Marketing Cloud, which you know, a lot of aspects there, including web um, and social and analytics and things like that. And, and, and so, yeah, we're really excited about that. You can also go to blogs.adobe.com and uh, you'll see there an opportunity to look at an email blog section that we uh, write a lot about this stuff. So Perfect. Cool. I'll have links to that in the yeah. show notes at themethod.com. Patrick, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks, John. Take care. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.